Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of First Chronicles, chapter 23. Here's Pastor Ryan. There are questions about the home life. Because for deacons, it says your home has to be in order. If your home's not in order, what are you doing trying to serve in the Lord's house? You got to get that fixed first. And sometimes a desire to serve the Lord gets those things in order. Like, oh, I want to serve the Lord, but I know I have to deal with I got my son, my daughter's trip. I got to deal with that. And yes, you do. Exactly. God says to do so. Have things in order. You know, and but it's just the distribution of plates. See, these are some of the young mistakes I made as a young pastor, like in the early days. Ah, oh, it's just the distribution of, of of food. It's just handing out a paper plate to somebody. How's that going to hurt anybody? And then you just find out that they're very carnal and godless human beings that you just had do that. And it's like, oh Lord, what did I do? Like we learn through not being as obedient to the word in his standards for the Levites and the priests or the deacons and the pastors. So we're, we're learning that with God, he wants obedience more than anything. And I learned that at Calvary Chapel. Thank God for uh, churches that go through the scriptures because, man, there's some churches that they seem like they have a lot of activity and a lot of servants, and the and the pastors, you know, I mean, we've, the, the the messages aren't aren't really plowing through the word, and so a, a lot of the servants are carnal. They're worldly. They're connected to the world too 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 much. Still, they know everything about what uh, who's cool today. I don't even know who's cool today. Who's cool? Whoever. You know, like they know everybody, everything about the Kardashians or whoever. I don't know. You know what I mean? But like, seriously, like as believers, we should not be all tied up in the, in the world, you know. But what is that? Because God has standards. Because the work that God is doing is one that is spiritual, one that is holy, one that is that we want people that that pray to the Lord. We want people that are joyful in the Lord. We want people that are Amen. that are excited about the Lord. Hallelujah. But it's the word that gives us the standards. And you know, if we don't have it, what do we do? But say, Lord, help me. Help me to 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 get things right. I want to serve you. I want to, you know, and it it's always it always begins with obedience. It it matters the most. Um Lord knows it took time for me, guys. It took time for me. I didn't just get saved and walk up here. I see Sister Darlene, and we started, you know, at our house and then to her house. And, and you know, I had to grow up a lot of those years, you know, and, and, and learn what it all meant. I had no idea. The Bible says count the cost. I had no idea what the cost was, Lord. I thought it was like, oh, I can give a Bible study. And that's how people think. I can give a Bible study. I can give a, a lot of people can give a Bible study. 
But let not many of you become teachers, the Bible says, because there's greater judgment and responsibility. I had no idea the cost. I kind of learned along the way what that cost was. You know, we learn along the way what it means to play worship up here, uh, to be deacons, to serve in the Lord's house. It, it's, it's, it's something that God uh, reckons to be holy and special. And he wants the right people in there. Because if not, then they're going to mistreat his people. Which I know I've been guilty of them. We've all been guilty of it. If you've done any ministry for more than 10 minutes, you know, you've hurt somebody's feelings. You know, but there's grace, but there's mercy, but there's love. And so all of these Levites, they, you know, they, he has them divided here. The musicians, the gatekeepers, the, the, the heavy lifters, and um, it says here that uh, in verse uh, uh, 8, I would say, or, or yeah, eight, or, no, I'll just start at 7. Of the Gershonites, Laden and Shemaiah, the sons of Laden, the first Jahil, then uh, Zetham and Joel, three in all, the sons of Shemiah, uh, Shelmith, uh, Hazel, and Haran, three in all. These were the heads of the father's houses of Laden. And the sons of Shemaiah, Jehath, Zena, uh, Jeush, and Bariah, these were the four sons of Shemaiah. Uh, Jehath was the first, and Zizah the second. But uh, Jeush and Bariah did not have many sons, therefore they were assigned as one father's house. The sons of Kohath, Amrath, uh, Ezar, Hebron, and Uziel, four in all, the sons of Amram, look at his sons, Aaron and Moses, right? And Aaron was set apart, he and his sons forever, that he should sanctify the most holy things to burn incense before the Lord, to minister to him and to give the blessing in his name forever. And so I like the fact that when Aaron is brought up here, it says that he was set apart by the Lord. And if we, you can remember uh, his life, his story in Exodus, that's exactly true, right? Remember when God called Moses and he said, man, I can't speak very well. And the Lord was upset with them and says, okay, I know your brother Aaron's a good speaker. And so he called Aaron and, and told Aaron that he would be his spokesperson. Whatever he says, you speak. And so Aaron was called by God. It's true. He was set aside by the Lord for that special use. And he would be high priest to Israel. And he, it was confirmed by God. It was confirmed by Moses. And it was confirmed by the congregation of the Israelites, right? They all knew that Aaron was called by God, set aside to be their high priest. And that's very important. That's something that I, I learned as well in the ministry throughout the years. Again, it's not us who call ourselves. It's the Lord who calls us. And for those who are called to be pastor teachers, it's the same thing. It's God who calls, not ourselves. And uh, 
again, I'm grateful to Calvary chapels. I'm grateful to any church that teaches through the Bible and teaches the church. You know, it's God who calls, not ourselves. Because you see it, you see it in, in some denominations, man. People are ordaining themselves, calling themselves to be pastors, to be teachers, to be everything that God hasn't necessarily called them to be. And we see that. But as we go through the scriptures, we're grateful we have the scriptures that tell us, hey, no one calls themselves. And I've learned how important this is to God. If God calls a person, and that person is like Aaron, is, a, is confirmed by by the congregation, by the Israelites, right? If the, if the confirmation that God has called Aaron, that's on the congregation. We see this man is called. Then wouldn't it be detrimental for someone to say, I don't have a congregation to affirm me? I don't have a pastor above me or elders that have laid hands on me? Think about how God feels. That's a very prideful thing. And people do it all the time, guys. They say, I don't need congregational affirmation. I don't need people to lay hands on me. God himself has called me. And they point out people in the Bible. But look closer. Look closer. Paul the Apostle was blinded by the Lord, called by Jesus Christ, remember? But they laid hands on him to receive his sight. And he was affirmed by those in Damascus. He was affirmed by those in Antioch. He was affirmed every church. They all confirmed that homeboy was called by the Lord Jesus Christ, right? So know that about, how do you, want, how do you know somebody's a pastor, teacher, called for that? Well, we'll know. We'll know. And what means more to God is obedience in that because Satan did his own thing. It's rebellion, obedience, disobedience is as the, the, the sin of witchcraft. Oh my gosh, like, as I get older, it's like God's so, so serious about obedience. But, but he's so talented, Lord, surely you've called them. Not necessarily. God's not looking for the best orators. He didn't call me because I'm the best teacher, kiddos. I see the kids in the back. That's why I said that. I love, I love it. I'm pouring sugar on all you kids. I need to. But he didn't call me because of that. He called me because of his grace. I have no idea why he called me, guys. I have no idea but his grace. I have no idea. And that way he gets the glory. And that's what I've learned. Turn with me to Hebrews 5. I did not want to go here with uh, this message, I'm telling you. I really did not. I'm like, Lord, I, I seem to be hitting on this pretty frequently. Are you sure, Lord? Are you sure? I literally went to the boonies to pray. And I was asking them, are you sure? Are you sure? And he's like, yeah. Hebrews 5, verse 1. Give me an amen. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God 
that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. Because of this, he is required as for the people, so also for himself to offer sacrifices for sins. Right? He's a, he's a normal man. He's not Jesus. He's a normal man. The high priest, that is. And no man, listen to this, takes this honor to himself. But he who is called by God, just as who was? Aaron was, right? No one takes this honor. It is an honor. And that is why people want to take this position for themselves because they want to be honored by people. Do you see the danger? You see the danger? Can you imagine, you know, me as a young believer in Christ saying, man, I want to be a pastor so badly. So I want honor from people. Now, I'll be candid with you. I'll be open with you. When I first began to be used by the Lord, my flesh showed its ugly head in, in pride like I had no idea was there. Everyone says it's for the Lord. Everyone says, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this because of the Lord. It's the Lord's word. It's the Lord's word. I'm doing this for God's people. But unless you're in that situation, I'm letting you in. Unless you're in that situation, early days of your walk, where God is using you, you may not understand what I'm talking about, but you can maybe, perhaps, if like, you know, if you're a woman, you get to teach a woman's study or men's study or something, or you get some sort of uh, spiritual authority within the church, you know what I'm talking about. Your head can get big quick, and you thought, it, you, thought you didn't have that problem. But the Bible says, be careful for those who think they stand, lest they fall. I found myself very much appreciating people calling me pastor in the early days. And it, it's sickening. That's my flesh. And um, God had to break me down the way he does. Because he loves me. And he loves you. And he wants to use us for his kingdom. But he can only use us if we acknowledge or he can only use us if we acknowledge our pride and our susceptibility to wanting to be noticed and thought of as someone spiritual. Do you, do you feel me? You guys hear me? Is that, am I boring you tonight? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And we started the church and, you know, what do you think we have to do? Let's get the business model out. Flyers, advertisement. What else can we do? I mean, you think about it, right? Like a business. Like what? What? Let's make. Let's get the. Let's let's do this. Let's go out. Let's do this. all of that junk went through my head, and I followed it like a. Who follows carrots? Donkeys, horses. I followed the carrot of of church growth. I mean, I wasn't. Like, weird to, like, read on church growth stuff. I just thought in my own counsel that this is how a church can grow. And all the while, God was just watching lovingly, waiting for me to get tired. 
waiting, me, waiting for me to tap out and give up. And he did. He spoke to me and he said, I've given you the talent to do stuff, to teach, to do whatever. But you will go nowhere until you realize 100% that it is not you. And that you do it for me because you love me. And that you need to decrease. This is why Levites wait 30 years before they get in the ministry. There's a process. So, like we read, you know, and look at what it says. Because he says, but, but he, look at uh, verse uh, 4 of Hebrews 5. And no man takes his honor to himself, but he who was called by God just as Aaron was, right? So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but it was he who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. As he also says uh, in another place, You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek who in the days of his flesh, speaking of Jesus, right? When he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him, that's the father, who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him, called by God as high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have uh, much to say and hard to, ex and hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. So it, it says that Aaron was called, right? Not himself. Jesus also did not glorify himself, but, but the Father appointed him to be our high priest, to go to the cross. And it says that he learned obedience through his suffering. So you, 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 you see where God is getting here with Levites and, and priests and, 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 and pastors and deacons and all of us. That we, the, the, the training process is learning obedience to God. How? Through suffering. That's why for 10 years the church was like this at Sweet Hills. <laughs> because I had to suffer. I had to learn to die to myself. And the position of a senior pastor, it was eloquently explained to, to us by um, Damien Kyle. He said, uh, Calvary Chapel Modesto, he said, being a senior pastor is a slow, painful death before a viewing audience. And that's what it is. When I look in the eyes of, of the 15 that were there on a Sunday or the 20 and, and I have to be all enthused, there's 15 of us. And it's been years, 30 of us, 50 of us. And the Lord said, yeah, Ryan, exactly. The answer is no to the church growing until it's not about you. That's the story. Um, Slate. Let's go back to our text. Let's see what we can clean up real quick. Um, when I... It didn't happen overnight like I just shared with you. Um, and I didn't a, a, a anoint myself to be pastor... 
uh, Pastor Jerry Brown of Calvary Chapel, Romaland, he ordained me, and he watched my life for quite a long time, you know, and, um, and, um, but he felt led to do so, and the congregation there, like, supported that, they, they, they affirmed that, but it took time, guys, and, um, you know, I had to learn to, to just obey my pastor, be there for him, be do whatever was needed. I had a point. Where did my point go? Oh, yeah. Here's my point. Jesus, I read this morning in the Gospel of Mark, I think chapter 7, maybe 8. But anyways, it's in the Gospels. You know the story. The Pharisees said, why don't your disciples wash their hands before they eat, as the tradition of the fathers is? So he did all of these crazy, before eating, imagine? I would starve, you know, but they had to do all this, like, religious, traditional. God never intended them to do that. And, and he said, it's, it, what goes into a man food, dirt, whatever, bacteria. What goes into a man is not what defiles him. For whatever he eats is eliminated by the stomach. So go for it with the chorizo, the carnitas, all that. It may be hard for the tummy to eliminate it, but it eliminates it nonetheless. But he said it's what comes out of a man's heart that defiles him. You see what I'm saying? Look at the most glorious temple in the world was in Jerusalem during his time. Glorious buildings, glorious robes, priestly robes, packed with pilgrims because traditionally they had to be there. So there was a lot of activity. There was a lot of, of, of pomp and circumstance and beautiful, just outward, man, something's happening there. And he goes in there and he goes, no. They have forgotten compassion, justice, mercy. They're not teaching the word. They're not, they're not. This looks big. And, you know, he had to go in there and flip tables over. and, And what does he say before he goes to the cross? I've left your house desolate. So the Lord has spoken to my heart, Ryan, I don't need you to, to, to focus on the shell of a church. The smoke machines that some churches have, the lights, the, the pizzazz, the pomp, the because people will, say, will look at a bulletin and say, you know what, why isn't there like 10 elders here? Why isn't there like activities throughout the whole week? Because people will look at that and say, now that's a successful church. They have, they have staff, they have activities galore. The reason why we don't is because we're on God's time. We're on God's time. He'll raise them up when he wants to and he'll add more things when he wants to. But he's taught me that, that he wants our families to be strong in the Lord. He wants us to not have compromises in our house. Because we can be a busy looking temple church with all kinds of activities, with all kinds of excitement and crazy. I mean, that, that, you know, but, but how are the families of those who are serving how is the pastor's family? 
You want to know that we're doing good. I want you to rest and spend time with your family, not get burnt out. As God brings more and more people and our families are strong, we'll start adding more things because, you know, a healthy church is, 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 is healthy homes. Father, we thank you for your word. May you bless it to our hearts. And if there's anybody here who hasn't accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and would like to tonight, we want to give you an opportunity to give Jesus Christ your heart. If you're ready to repent and to cry out to Jesus Christ and be saved, then please raise your hand and I can lead you in a prayer. He's coming really soon. You don't want to be left behind. Is there anybody here who needs to make that decision? Father, we thank you for our night. May you bless our fellowship now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.